0: Hey there, this is What the Riff, a podcast that takes you back to riff and reminisce about the days of old, that old time rock and roll. We're going to share a few songs off an album of the month from the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s, with some individual staff picks and a little more. You're going to hear some well-known favorites along with a few deeper cuts that may re-inspire you. If you hear something you haven't heard in a while, or if it's totally new to you, visit our website, whattheriff.com, and you can download these songs to your playlist. We hope you enjoy the riffs and are riffing about them on What The Riff, brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors and also Marbury Creative Group, a brand development agency that helps companies tell it better. So for now, enjoy this episode of What The Riff?
1: The U.S. and Japan sign an accord to return Okinawa to Japan. The U.S. ends ban on China trade, and the New York Times begins publishing excerpts from the classified Pentagon Papers about the U.S. in Vietnam. This is June 1971, and this is What The Riff. I'm Bruce. I'm Wayne. I'm Rob. And I'm Brian. Wayne, what do you have for us?
2: Well, we're going to spotlight an album by Rare Earth. This one is called One World, it's the fourth studio album by Rare Earth. This song is called The Seed. the, this album from uh, Rare Earth is would be their last and final gold album uh, that they would have from then. Uh, they w- Rare Earth obviously is kind of funky, kind of rocky, and they get that because they're from Detroit. Oh, and Detroit! Detroit Rock and Motown City. was it that Detroit Rock City exactly? We'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, they were signed to Motown, and uh, because they were very bluesy, and that you know. Motown, people saw it, and they wanted to have their own rock album, or rock label. They didn't want to call it the Motown because they already obviously had the Motown sound. Mm -hmm. And so they they could not come up with a name. And they just go, well, why don't you just call it Rare Earth? And so the label is also called Rare Earth.
1: Oh. Oh, really?
2: So that was one thing that was interesting. Now, of course, the group at the time did not want to sign with Motown because they wanted to be a rock and roll group. And, but they signed other white groups to, to further the rock uh, promotion of, of, of that type of label. So they were good with that. The Rare Earth was the first successful group from that label. And um, you, they kind of get the name. Um, of course, there's things like Rare Earth Metals and things of that sort. But really, right. they are very ecologically inclined. Actually, one of their earlier albums was called Ecology. So rare earth at that time was considered being a uh, more of an environmental group. They um, they focused on uh, environmental issues. Uh, they, they were positive. They were ha- upbeat on some songs. Some songs they kind of felt you know disassociated with. Uh, but there was uh, uh, in, in that late 60s, early 70s. You know, we're in June of '71. We, there was a lot of finger pointing at things of going wrong with the environment. Yeah. And, and, we were bombarded with that on TV at the time. If you remember, what what were some of the commercials? Well, I remember you saw. the
3: Indian. If you remember how the yeah, Indian would the, walk around and the, he'd see the litter everywhere. Yeah.
2: yeah, and he would have the big tear coming yeah. down, and, yeah. and very you effective. Know, yeah, it was very effective. It, it was uh, pollution was everywhere. It well, was, you
1: had the you had the first Earth Day was right in there. I can't remember if it was seventy or seventy one, but it was right in there. And you had Rachel Carson coming out with Silent Springs. So there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of interest in, um, you know, ecology and conservation and things like that.
2: So the big push was obviously the EPA would come out. Mm-hmm. I lived in California at the time, and people don't You really, got a lot
0: more than we did. Yeah, and
2: in and, and, and L.A., the L.A. Basin, we had smog alerts. And quite literally, you had to go inside. You could not play outside because of it. And so um, the song Seed kind of deal, dealt with that. It's basically, you know, you're a human being is is one of is the seed. Does it does it bloom or does it die? You know, does it does it have an early doom? And so, you know, that was that version of their music. Uh, This one is called "Any Man Can Be a Fool." Basically, it's it's basically it's his mom telling him about what it means to be a man.
3: I hear a lot of grand funk in the uh, rare earth as well. Yeah.
2: Funny you say that, but grand funk is one of those Detroit Rock City groups that were happening at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several groups that came out during that era. Um, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Royals were mm-hmm. kind of on the early side of that. Bob Seger, mm-hmm. Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Ms. Iggy Pop and the and the Stooges. MC5, which we'll, we'll spotlight. That's a great garage rock band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amboy Dukes. Grand Funk, as we talked about. Glenn Fry and Marshall Crenshaw's, just to name a few. I mean, so that... that go ahead. No, I was going to say, we
3: can't forget about TNT. Yeah. Ted Nugent.
2: Yeah, well, Amboy Dukes. He was mm-hmm. with Amboy Dukes, yeah. but yeah. Yep. And that's where you get the whole, you know, he was the Motor City Madman. Sure. And And... Kiss, you know, obviously highlighted that in the song.
1: Now, were Detroit all of those? Rock City. Were all of those on the Rare Earth label? No, no,
2: they weren't. Okay, but, but they they were coming out of the Detroit. You got to remember, it's sort of like what happened to Athens, Georgia when mm-hmm. when one group kind of came out suddenly. Oh, wait a minute, we got to go out there and find these groups. And and, and at the time. Detroit was the hotbed of finding real rock and roll music at the time as, you know, right after the Motown sounds started fading and we started getting into that funky rock group thing that came out. You know, you had them, you had several different groups that were in this kind of funky music. But, yeah, this sounds very much like grand yeah. funk.
3: You remember the controversy, speaking of Detroit, you remember the controversy back when they selected Cleveland to where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would be located? People cried foul because they thought it would be a shoe and we go to De- Detroit, and uh, they, so Detroit felt shafted. Um, so
2: and that was the big, famous once again on pollution was when the river in Cleveland yeah. caught fire. Yeah, you know. So uh, people don't realize how bad ecology was, and the EPA it did help. The thing is, is now maybe people talk about is it going overboard in that time? So there other hits that Earth uh, did um we'll, we'll hit a couple one coming up um but they they're you know very rock and bluesy song from the temptation i'm no i'm losing you it was a big song by them people get ready that's the song that actually is played quite a bit now um i, I enjoy um uh, hey big brother boy, to brother, and one of my all-time favorite songs just because it deals with people stabbing you in the back but smiling faces Sometimes, and oh man, that's that's one of those things. People will smile in your face, but man, they'll stab you in the back. And you know, "Backstabbers" was another song at that time that, that came out.
1: Well, I've got to say, Wayne, I have not. I haven't spent a lot of time listening to Rare Earth, but I like the sound, mm-hmm. and especially knowing that there's, you know, kind of this whole record label that was targeting that kind of music. It gives so it wasn't me a, all Motown. Yeah, no, it's an interesting thing. I think I'll have to go back and look at the Rare Earth catalog and just kind of check out some of these well,
2: things. Well, I, I discovered them. It was kind of before my time, but I, I, I heard other songs by other people that they did, and I went, oh, great. man!" I, I bought their... Um, Album that was the greatest hits, and
1: mm-hmm. from then
2: I went, "Wow, this is a great group," and this is one of my favorite songs on this. And uh, it's say, "If I Die," and basically it's a mentality of a person who is in Vietnam because Vietnam was really kind of at its dead. height. You know, there's over a half a million people, yes, a half, half a million soldiers in in Vietnam, and
1: a lot of ba- attention on it.
2: And everybody, most people there were were constructed to go to go there. They didn't want to go there. And they just, you know, they just want somebody to bring their body home.
0: The the intro reminds me of wishing you were here.
1: It does. I like that chromatic chord. It's one of my favorite progressions for chords. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to thumb wrestle Rob for that "Wishing You Were Here" uh, yeah. uh, staff pick at some point. Yeah, Chicago would be interesting. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's another one. You obviously you're hearing the the horns in the background. That was another thing. You you, you incorporated horns into a group.
1: Ah, I got the wah wah pedal going there.
0: So Wayne, which what was their big hit from this album?
2: Uh, Our next song will come out. I just want to celebrate, and that will will come up to this. But I just wanted to kind of mention that some people go. I've I've seen threads on Reddit going, "Hey, you know, what are good funeral songs and stuff like that? This is one song that you know. Hey, if it's going up, if I've got a funeral coming up, even on mine, I want this played because this is this is one of the songs that we'll make a note of that. And I I've made i've made a list actually of songs that i'd like to have played um one is in my time of dying now it's the page plant version i don't think really anybody want to hear a very hard heavy metal version you know by led zeppelin but um you know for a friend i actually played that for a friend uh who had died while i was in college she died of cystic fibrosis when you were a dj yeah when i was a dj and i just said you know you know hey dan Macamel, this is out for you and your family and 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 so, just
3: the instrumental piece,
1: or did you no, have to go whole, into love did, life I, bleeding?
2: I did the whole thing. Okay, you know, right. I,
1: it's hard to do funeral for a friend and not do love life. Well, you sweet, got, it yeah. goes right into it. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. Uh, you know, another song by another group at this time, Blood Sweat and Tears, did "When I Die." Right, um, is another one I had, and I like "Wayfaring Stranger." Um, I did I, the one I like is uh, by Anonymous Ford and Daryl Anger. So, but th- those are things you know. I, yeah, I'm over fifty, so you start looking at things like that and you know, I love rock and roll. And to me I want somebody to be able to go, you know, they, they, it's yeah. a good pickup song. It, 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 it cranks and it moves, but you know, I want that there instead of you know, a lot of times it's a lot of gospel songs that are sung at, at I'm, funerals.
1: I'm and kinda thinking drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was
0: that was a really good pick. That oh, is yeah. that's a neat song. Now like as that. as we
2: talked about a little bit before, this is the big hit that they had and this is this is done by pretty much every commercial if you want to hear it you're gonna hear it
1: oh yeah nice that
3: is truly rock and roll funk
2: now it's been in advertising Ford Medical Ford Motor Company AT&T use it Uh, it's been in movies Night's Tale Land of the Lost topic thunder
3: i just can't get over the similarity in sounds the grand Punk railroad yeah i, mean, I
1: can not Well, this is reminding me of we did a, a pod we did a podcast on Cold Blood, yeah, yeah. and and just it has a it has a very similar feel to it. Yeah, it's kind of got it's got the rock, but it's got the, the soul in it too.
2: Exactly, and he, you know that Motown soul. Yeah, Motown feel. Yeah. What I like about this is uh, that it's it's actually a very positive sound because even though they're talking about the intro lyric, I put my faith in the people but the pe- people let me down. So I turn the other way, and I carry on anyhow. You know, they, they don't want you to hate. They, they want you to feel good, and this is one of those songs. Now, this was not written by the group. This is one of those Motown uh, writers, uh, Dino Varakis and uh, Nick Zasas wrote this. Nice and this song. was a top ten song at the time.
1: Nice guitar work there.
2: Now, in 1974, uh, there was a, a rock concert called California Jam and Rare Earth opened for it. And the other groups that were there, Black Sabbath, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Deep Purple, Earth, Wind and Fire, Sills and Prof, Black Oak, Arkansas and the Eagles. Wow. And um, it was shown on ABC. And I remember watching that. Yeah, I was, a, I was a 12 years old or 13 years old, 12 years old at that time. So, but it was fun watching it. I mean, and actually, they, I think California Jam kept on coming back and coming back.
0: I like their album cover. You got the globe and you got all their faces going around. the. It's like their heads exactly. are going encircling the globe.
2: And just when you thought the song was over, kick it back up.
3: Well, a lot of radio stations would cut it off there, if you recall. They wanted it less than three minutes or whatever it was.
1: this sound a little bit like uh, Africa to you?
0: Yeah. By Toto, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Now, one thing about what's interesting, they're actually mentioned in a poem by Gil Scott Heron. You probably heard of the song the revolution will not be televised or the poem that's yeah. out there and we'll probably spotlight that album um but the theme song you know talked about the revolution will, will not be written by jim webb francis scott key and or sung by bing Campbell, tom jones johnny cash engelbert humperdinck or rare earth uh, so you know they got their plug I, I i yeah i think he was kind of poking the Poking the group there, but that Good was my pick. pick. Good, pick excellent line.
0: friends. You're listening to What the Riff from June of 1971, featuring the album One World by Rare Earth. Hey, if you're enjoying What the Riff, please give us a comment on our site at whattheriff.com, or on Facebook or Twitter at What the Riff. That's two Fs, by the way. So now we'll continue with June of 1971. Enjoy. And now we're into our entertainment. Track. Boys and girls, the chocolate
1: room. Oh, I remember that. The chocolate room.
2: Typically, here we do something about movies or TVs of uh, June of 1971. And if you don't know what this is right now, you didn't live a happy life.
0: Cindy's favorite movie of all time, I think. Well, maybe after Wizard of Oz. Everybody knows what
1: it is, I hope. If not, you'll know it in just a moment.
2: Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of
0: pure
2: imagination. And obviously you hear this that's from Willy Wonka neat. and the Chocolate Factory, and that's Gene Wilder with Pure Imagination. imagination. That was one of the top s- movies of uh, the summer of uh, 1971. Yeah, definitely. June, um, we'll there were several other movies. That, obviously, the Summertime was not TV. In the, world the only thing on TV happened at time is Ed Sullivan what did his we'll final TV show on we'll CBS, which I didn't know he lasted that long, but I guess he did. Um, you had another kind of kid movie that came out in June of 71. is A Million Dollar Duck. And I actually remember going to see that. It was a Disney movie with Dean mm-hmm. Jones and Sandy Duncan. And I want to say they did tons of those, like the Herbie movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Love Bug. Um, the action-filled Le Mans with uh, Steve McQueen was released then. That was interesting. There was a really, really... I would call a scary movie. I, I think I... I yeah, didn't see it at the movies. I know I saw it on TV. Willard.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: If you remember, Willard is that he befriended a rat. Yes. Right. I remember that. And the rat's name was Ben. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of a lonesome loser and he kind of was off on his own have you
1: heard about the lonesome loser <laughs> beaten by the queen of hearts well that queen
2: of hearts got attacked by rats <laughs> yeah that was pretty scary and, it was pretty weird yeah yeah
3: of course that propelled michael jackson's ben exactly superstar him
2: exactly and and the movie ben there was another movie i think it was a tv movie called ben afterwards that uh supposedly yes. the rat came in and Took right. over the rest of the rats mm. after Willard was killed, but you had Clute. Uh, you had a movie called Carnal Knowledge with uh, Jack Nicholson and Margaret Candace Bergen and Art Garfunkel. Hmm, it was an interesting odd movie.
0: If you were if you went to see this movie, you probably didn't go to see that one. Yeah, that'd no. be my guess. <laughs> Although
1: I will say, this was a weird movie. It was.
2: Oh, the chicken being head cut off. Yeah. And that was that was one that always shocked well, me. Well, and
1: and what I loved about that is Gene Wilder's character. Any time that one of the kids if is about to get it, cowardice. he like steps back there and says, Sing "No, don't please." You know. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. this Stop. Stop.
0: You want, <laughs> do <Want> <laughs> My wife loves this movie. My mom can't stand it <laughs> really? for those reasons. She's just like that's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing ever
2: course there was a remake just i'd say what about 10 years ago with johnny depp yeah i enjoyed that one it was interesting uh, obviously i was just watching it with my daughter but well depp does a good job in that
1: definitely but it's a very different movie it's a different character
0: i read a um, little piece that said gene wilder wanted to make his first entrance with that cane with Mm -hmm. a limp and then he wanted the cane to get stuck and then he kept limping and then he fell and did a somersault and stood up and he was fine he said he wanted to set the stage that he was nobody knew if he was ever lying or not yeah but uh yeah that's just kind of a weird it's really kind of psychological the movie is (laughs) absolutely that's a lot of fun so that's our entertainment track And now we're going into staff picks, and I'll kick it off. This is Rob. See if you recognize this one. Absolutely. They used to turn the AM radio up in the car as loud as it would go. (laughs) This was from June of 1971, and it was The Lament of the Cherokee Reservation Indian.
2: You had a lot of Indian songs that kind of came out at that. Uh, yes, you know. did. So
0: this is June of '71, and I was getting into first grade, and my bus driver had a radio on the bus and an yeah, eight-track tape mm-hmm. player on the bus, and she would play things, and this was one that we would hear a lot. Oh, uh, cool. This song was actually written in 1959 by John D. Loudermilk. And it was called The Pale-Faced Indian when it came out. Then it was a hit in 1968. Don Farden did a cover. And then Paul Revere and the Raiders recorded it in 1971. This was their only Hot 100 number one hit. I, rem- I don't know if you guys remember, but during this time, my friends and I would all try to figure out, are we part Indian? Uh-huh. Are we part, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm 10% Indian. My grandmother's... I'll, always 116th.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. One of my grand great-grandparents was Indian, probably, yeah. I guess
0: you couldn't be 110th,
2: actually, no, now yeah, that I think 16th, about it. Yeah, 116th, <laughs> yeah.
0: It would take some doing from multiple strands. It'd be like a, somebody once removed. Yeah. Well, uh, Loudermilk, when he wrote this, he made up a story about getting snowed in. Uh, getting trapped in a blizzard. He was helped by some Cherokee Indians. And then in return for them saving him, the chief asked him to make a song about the Cherokee Nation. It's ah. not true, but he made that up. That's the story. I
2: wonder, I wonder if Billy Jack sort of took this and ran with it, you know, with the Billy Jack movie.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess could could have.
2: You had other, you know, Gypsy Champs and Thieves by Cher. Um, you had Great White, Great, yeah. And then you had uh, Great White Buffalo by Ted Nugent, as mm-hmm. we talked about before. So you, know, so you had definitely that theme of, uh, of the Indian. well Nations and, the,
1: and of, of all of them, the Cherokee, I think were some of the, the most abused because they did exactly what they were expected to do. They formed a government that mirrored the, the federal government right And uh, it just it just didn't uh, even that didn't work for them.
2: Well, thank you, Rob. That was a great pick. Yeah, and now we're moving on to our next staff pick. Wait a minute. I thought we just played Rare Earth. <laughs> this is Rod Stewart's version. So this is "I'm Losing
1: You." I know I'm losing you. Uh, Rod Stewart covered this song on his third album, "Every Picture Tells a Story." By the way, that would be a very good pick for May 1971. So you might, y'all might want to put that in your uh, in 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 your uh, thoughts as to, to for us to do that. Yeah. I love the way this opens with that piano. Wave. and then here comes Rod Stewart.
0: Your love is fading, can feel your love it's away from me So, this
1: is, this is a remake. The Temptations first had a hit with this song. It was a single in 1966. And then it was covered in 1970 by Rare Earth, Good Paul Wayne. This is actually why I... I picked this one is because I saw we were doing Rare Earth, and uh, uh, they originally did this on their Ecology album, and um, it was a much more uh, psychedelic kind of take on it. It's definitely different than this. Yeah. But
2: this is the most popular version, I think. I think it is, too. I, I like I
1: like the drum work on this. Yeah. So this is Rod Stewart's solo album, but he was the lead singer of The Faces at the time. And all five members of the Faces played on the uh, album, Every Pictures Tells a Story, at some point. Um, and it was a little bit, there were some contractual restrictions on what they could do and things like that. So it's a little vague on when each one is playing, but it appears that all five of them were playing on this song. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so pretty this cool. Is, this is uh, a, either a remake by Rod Stewart or a remake of the by the Faces, depending on how you look at it. Oh, I like this part too.
2: I love the way it
1: starts to build back up. You know, this is one of the things that's neat about about rock music is you can do so much with
2: space. You know, there's the bass, Yeah, the piano going. Kicking in. Drums. I you, but I know I'm gonna oh, all right, building. bass drums. Oh, and hit you in the face. Yep. This is this is my favorite Rod Stewart song. So. It's a good jam, isn't Yeah. It? Um, it does hit home because when I broke up with a girlfriend, this was a song that just kept on seeming like it followed me everywhere. Every time yeah. I turned on, it was it was on a rock station or someone was playing at a bar or something. It's like Holy crap! People, come on! I'm trying to get <laughs> over the girl. Now, well, you know, be reminded of her every time.
0: I'm I'm surprised this song is as old as it is. I, I mean, I would have guessed this was from the late '70s or even yeah. maybe even early
1: '80s. It's got it's got a timeless character to it. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, this is the
2: '60s. I mean, originally,
1: this yeah. song came out in the '60s. True.
2: Like a lot of songs, this is the third iteration of it. You yeah. Know, so. Well and
1: then we've talked had about one that in before. the 80s
3: of this too. I forget who it was. It wasn't Banana was it?
1: I don't think Question. so, but you're right. It's been remade yeah. several other times. Yeah. I noticed that when I was doing research. Yeah. I only caught the, uh, the the iterations up to this point. Right. But right. yeah,
2: it's been remade. It's just one of those songs that just got that
1: oh yeah, that staying power to it.
2: Mhm. Well, other things that happened in June of '71 in music: uh, the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, were sentenced to on their drug offenses that they were doing. uh, Drugs? uh, Really? yeah, Yeah. Bill Graham's New York rock revenue venue, I'm sorry, Fillmore East, closed down. The first hard rock cafe opened up in London, England, and Elvis's birthplace became a tourist attraction. And the first Glastonbury Festival took place on summer solstice in southwest England. Performers included David Bowie, Traffic, Fairpoint Convention, and Hawkwind.
3: Is Ronnie Wood playing guitar on this one?
2: I believe he is. I think so, yes. I believe he is. This is before he joined the Stones. Right, right.
1: Because he
0: was with the faces at the Mm -hmm. time, wasn't he? He played with Rod Stewart, too. Mm You started off talking about Motown, and this was actually on a Motown, the Motown label. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry when it was done by the Temptations. Yeah.
2: So
0: oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
1: here go. yeah. goes the tempo. Is it it's just a great jam. Oh, you know, you could see him going oh, for half yeah. an hour with this. Oh, oh like, yeah, I'm
3: sure. Yeah, excellent choice. Thanks Bruce. My pleasure.
0: Woo! Next up is Brian. Yeah,
3: we're going to mellow a little bit here from you know, going from Rod Stewart down to Lobo. See if you recognize this one here. It's a great old song. Lobo is under the real name, he's written under the real name of Kent Lavoie. It appears on his introdu- introducing Lobo album. It went to number four, or actually went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, or number five on Billboard Hot 100, and was the first of four of his songs to hit number one on the easy listening chart. So see if you recognize the chorus here.
2: This is a lot of that soft rock that came from California, America, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. little
1: little hippie sound, isn't
2: it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's out, you know, me and you and a dog named Boo were out living on the land. It's just the freedom, you know, free spirit, free song. And uh, it was uh, number four in the UK singles chart and spent four weeks at number one in New Zealand. So uh, internationally, me and you and a dog named Boo was Lobo's second most successful song among more than 15 single releases. It was surpassed Only by I'd Love... you probably heard this song by Lobo. I'd Love You to Want Me. Remember that one? Babe, I'd Love You to Want Me.
2: I almost thought that was Brad. No, but it's Lobo. That could sound... That could be Brad.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. But I I remember hearing this song when it was released. I just absolutely love this song because it was... It's just such a great melody.
0: It's just...
1: I remember I remember this from the cartoon, the the Archies. Okay. They did this. Uh, they did a version of this. Song. I was
0: about to say it could be the Partridge Family. <laughs>
2: it could be. I was looking at some of the top hits and uh, "Rainy Days and Mondays" by the Carpenters. Rainy very days much and in this, Mondays this, always this, get me down. Always in this type of theme that uh, very mellow and, yep. and, and that sort. You know, you also had uh, the Rolling Stones, Brown Serger. You had uh Ringo Starr "Doesn't Come Easy," and "Treat Her Like a Lady" by Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. I
3: saw them in person at a McDonald's drive-in one time. Or their bus pulled into a McDonald's. At a McDonald's? Yeah, and we were—I'll never forget it. They get off the bus to go in and order food, and we were wearing Halloween masks. It was close to Halloween. I remember putting a mask on it, and Sister
0: Rose looked, pointed at me, and she laughed at me. She thought it was a funny thing. (laughs) It's amazing the things you remember. You'll never forget that. Mm -mm. So we got our last staff pick coming up. That was a good one. Thank you, Brian.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. All right, we're going to kick it back up a little bit. All right. Turn it in. You may have heard this song before by somebody else, but this is the original. It's hot chocolate. Treat her like a lady. That soulful feeling. Exactly. The soul rock music. You probably heard this song, actually, April Wine. We've, we've spotlighted them several times. But this song right here was the original uh, of, of Trader Like a Lady, whereas April Wine did the cover version a year later.
1: I like the organ in there.
2: Now, That's good. You guys know any other hot chocolate songs? Do you remember?
3: Uh, yeah. What, what was our big hit? It was... Uh,
2: Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner now. I Believe
3: in Miracles. I Believe in Miracles. You, you Sexy, sexy thing. thing. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> okay. Yes. I Believe in Miracles. You Sexy Thing. Where are you thing. from? You
3: Sexy Thing.
2: And the interesting thing is that that song went to number one in England every every year i want to see how was it uh, it was a top 10 in every in three decades in the uk
1: that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy after a while doesn't it
2: the front man was named earl brown unfortunately he died of cancer uh back in 2015 um but they at least had one hit in the uk every year from 1970 to 84. Mm-hmm. So their entire catalog is sort of like this, you know. They even did a reggae version of John Lennon's Give Peace a Chance.
1: The baseline it's interesting. I'm listening to it and I'm hearing Michael Jackson's Blame It on the Boogie. It's Ooh, got the same baseline. Good call.
2: They all want you. You love so if you anything about this song, it's sort of a a breakup song, too. But you could have been all right. You could have been here tonight. You could have been sweet as wine. You could have been a lady. (laughs) But but I'm going to tell you where you're going to go. You'd laugh in my face. I'm out of place. Mind your own business. Basically.
3: Well, it's true love songs.
2: Now the na 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 stuff. Where do you get that from? Is that like the baby brunch? <laughs> the, I was going to say the song? banana splits. Oh, the banana splits! I was part of the banana splits club. Now, when really? I was a really? little, yeah, in That's, the early in the late '60s. We've got to have the banana splits
0: as one of our uh, laugh tracks on oh, what yeah. the riff. Note to self:
2: This is a fun song. You know, get, use this one or the April Wine version. It's it, it it's fun. Go hot chocolate. Go get look at their greatest hits and just you know, you'll love it. Download it from you know go through us at What the Riff. Were
1: were they a Motown?
2: No, they were not. They were okay. out of England.
0: That's a that's a groovy pick there. <laughs> <laughs> groovy. <laughs> uh, thank you, Rob. Now we're going into our laugh track. And I believe, Wayne, you found this one.
2: Uh, this was Poplars when I was a kid. And we used to sing this song in the class. And teachers would get onto us left and right saying, Man, shut the hell up.
3: This is Saturday morning cartoons. Because I remember the, uh, what was the, There was one of the cartoons that was playing there. They would play this song. And I can't remember. It was the Monsters. What was the.
0: An Actual cartoon, an yeah. animated cartoon, yeah. On Saturday mornings, they used
3: to play this. Gaboom, That's how I
0: remember this song. Saturday morning cartoons, that was you know 1971, mm-hmm. Hanna, Hanna Barbera, and, yep. and um, Looney Tunes, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. They were
0: coming out with some kind of crazy stuff, though. Uh, it's oh, H&R
2: Yeah, and Sp- yeah Puppet <laughs> stuff. They, they were basically, can we be on acid and, and do the weirdest? With puppets. Yeah, You can't exactly. forget the
0: monkeys now. You remember the monkeys were on Saturday morning. They were later Saturday morning when all the teenagers <laughs> yeah. woke up.
1: Yeah. I remember the monkeys on in that the afternoon. That Albert? Yep. In, uh, the, on the weekday afternoons. Really?
3: I never saw them then, but yeah, had the monkeys, Pink Panther, HR Puffin stuff, Fat Albert, uh, all the and uh,
2: we can go down the list of cartoons. Uh, yeah, you know, and yeah, it was fun being a kid at yeah. the time. Yeah, I mean, Saturday mornings were were time you did spend in front of the TV from mm-hmm. eight o'clock to about eleven o'clock.
0: Well, you only had. One channel. That's right. They could
2: if you, play wanted cartoons. See, oh, you had three channels of cartoons, but now you don't have any. Yeah. If, if you Saturday wanted to see, zero.
1: if you wanted to see the cartoon, you'd better get up and see it because right. it wasn't going to be on all day. That's right. We didn't have Cartoon Network, kids. <laughs> I mean, if
2: it wasn't for Bugs Bunny, I wouldn't know hardly any classical songs.
1: Well,
0: there's that. <laughs> when he was wearing the conductor's outfit and the rabbit, kill the rabbit,
2: kill the rabbit. <laughs>
0: June of 71. That was uh, that was that was fun back then. This has been a fun uh, what the riff kind of going cool. back down memory lane and and I've heard some tunes that I didn't don't I remember from. I have to yeah, so I'm going to have to look up rare earth now. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Well, I guess we'll close out this episode of What the Riff podcast from June of 1971. We hope you've enjoyed it. This is Rob. This is Brian. This is Bruce. And
2: this is Wayne. Hope to see you next time.
0: You've been listening to What The Riff? We hope you enjoyed ripping with us, and we invite you to visit whattheriff.com to find and download the music we had on tap today. You can also contact us and request an album that you'd like us to riff about at whattheriff.com. And if you get a minute, like us on Facebook and share us with your friends. Links are available on our website. Thanks for listening to What The Riff? Brought to you by Pello Windows and Doors. Also, Marbury Creative Group.
1: Tell it better. If necessary, use words.